This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. The biggest news out there in celebrity entertainment in the world of celebrity is Britney Spears. Her I just hope I don't get a migraine. <laughs> <laughs> We've been having a migraine just yes. reading. Oh, God. From fun. From fun, mostly, yes. and anger towards a bunch of people. We'll get there. Sorry, I'm interrupting. Yes. So we have a special guest in the studio. He is a podcaster, he is a writer. Uh, he's an all-around great guy. He's a Teacher. professor. He's an award-winning podcaster, by the way. Chris Stedman is with us. Yes, the creator of Unread, which I know a lot of my talkers listen to. And you were on the station to talk about both, like, I think uh, you were in middays. And then you guys, like, did, did, did you guys do a podcast about, about the podcast? podcast. Yes. Oh, my God, that's Alexis so meta. Chris, thanks for being here. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me. It's It's great to be here in studio. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's nice to have, um, you know, people in person because I just think it's, you know, if only Brittany could be with us. Right. To have oh. this conversation. Well, but. Brittany's not really doing any press yeah. around this book. So, you know, I'm trying to step up and, and do what I can to. You're doing your her. part. How do you feel? Can we talk a little bit about like, I want a course because how far are you into the book? I finished. Okay. Yeah, I read it last night, what? one sitting. It's I, I will say it's a pretty quick read. Yeah, it's a very easy read. There's a lot in it. Uh, that's not to suggest that it's light by any means. And he it's brought not, it in with an, oh my God, let I me have see it. it. Yeah, because yeah, Dawn still hands. hasn't got <laughs> Well, it's it's in the mail today. Say, oh, I see. Okay, so as far as the font, you know, I'm just looking at will it. Be, <laughs> will it be easy for me to read? I am planning on checking out the audiobook version too because yes. Michelle Williams reads it with an intro by Brittany and I've heard little clips from the audiobook online and it just makes me want to hear the whole thing. Now. And I will say I don't know what it is and I've been meaning to look like how intentional was Michelle Williams in the reading of this audiobook narrating it with Brittany's voice in mind because she does sort of inhabit Brittany's voice in a way that I was surprised by. It's not as disjointed as I thought it might be listening to her yeah. voice. Yeah, it's not a caricature. She's yeah. not doing like a twangy Southern accent no, or anything. No. But you do feel like this was a really good choice for yeah. this. Um, and, you know, I uh, I think it'll be a different experience listening to the audiobook version. I, I totally get why Brittany didn't do the whole thing. I think it's great she did an yeah. intro. Yeah. Um, again, just reading the book. There's a lot in there that I can see why she wouldn't necessarily want to revisit um, in the audiobook format so okay so in the lead up to the book well i definitely want to get your thoughts on the book and we want to talk about a special event that you're having tomorrow but sort of like in the lead up to the book and the reporting on the book there's just so much empty space that tabloids kind of filled it in with a lot of hot gossip Mm -hmm. and a lot of just obnoxiousness but like how are you feeling about the book as it approached yeah it's not surprising that tabloids and and media in general focused on some of the kind of most salacious details and Brittany herself went on instagram and said you know this is 
not surprising, but I'm disappointed mm. that the media focused on those details. And, you know, it's understandable. Um, some of the details are kind of shocking. Mm. Um, you know, some of the stuff about Justin Timberlake yeah. uh, and their relationship definitely surprised me. Um, it puts so much more um, perspective around just the way the media, you know, sort of treated his his take on their relationship and, and her. Um, but, you know, I... I honestly tried not to pay a ton of attention mm-hmm. to a lot of the details that were coming out because I just wanted to read the book yes. as a full experience as much as I could. And so even in this conversation, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm maybe not going to share every little detail from the book just because I think it's really worth sitting down and reading yeah. in full. It It's truly the first time Brittany has gotten the opportunity to tell her own story on her own terms, which is, you know, huge. And you just realize how much her story has been told for her by oh, other people. Right. Right. And we were doing what we do. We couldn't avoid the tabloids because we look at them for our job every day. So (laughs) we were frustrated, like, oh, this has come out. I wish that, you know, TMZ in particular, like, how dare you, like, how dare you talk about something so personal that happened to her and not let without any context. context, Yeah, it just really made me mad. But now that we're past that, how do you feel about just Brittany being able to talk about all of these things on her own terms, like you said, and her in general. Yeah, you just realize how much her, again, her story has been told for her by other people. And, you know, again, one thing that I was really struck by while reading the book is that Brittany kind of realizes that throughout her career that, you know, there are moments where she tries to kind of push back on the narrative, but for the most part, she kind of realizes no matter what she says or does, that narrative is going to, it's taken root. It's going to continue. And so she almost kind of resigns herself to, you know, like in, in the, um, with the example of Justin Timberlake, mm-hmm. you know, she kind of was, felt like she was in a position where, you know, it didn't matter what she said, um, you know, because as we've all learned now, um, it turns out that, you know, Justin had cheated on her a bunch of times, and yet he kind of made the story that she had cheated on him. And she realized that, you know, it it really wouldn't have mattered what she said. That was the sort of what the story yeah. was, and it would just make her look even worse to try and push back on it. And I found myself just admiring so much her resolve and her sort of ability to just try to keep going. And this book goes to some definitely dark places. It just reminded me so much of why people you know, especially people who struggle in life in some way, people who are marginalized, why so many of them connect with Britney, which, you know, this was a theme of of the podcast. Um, It just really came through in the book. It's like, yeah, this is why people root for her. This is why people love her because she is so human. And even, you know, there's all this talk still at this point about, is she okay based on what she posts on Instagram, mm-hmm. the dancing videos with the fake knives, which for the record, I love. Which I, we like. I'm obsessed with those videos. I like kind of <laughs> want to do that for a Halloween costume. Of course, yes. <laughs> but, you know, I think like part of what people love about Britney is that she's so real. We're in this age where every celebrity is so curated online you can mm-hmm. tell there's a team managing what they put out. And with Brittany, you can tell there's no team. You know, she's just putting yeah. out what she wants to. And that really comes through in the book. Just, you know, that this is who she is. This is really her. And I think that's what people love about her and why we connect with her so much. Why does she get punished, though? Like, mm. for just... Because, you know, to your point, she does come across as just like... She's like, I know this probably makes me look horrible and <laughs> things are different now. But this is the way I felt. So she's very honest in that way. But like any stage of her career, she's 
punished for doing yeah. a very human thing, like living? Yeah. Why do you think that is? I mean, other than perhaps the obvious gender. Oh, it's, I mean, it's heartbreaking because she raises that question herself in the book over and over again. Like, why did people see me as dangerous for just being a teenage girl? You know, mm. why was I always seen as a threat to people? And, you know, the, uh, th- oh, God, you're you know, so right about that. Yeah, like Diane Sawyer in her interview, oh, she's yeah. like, she has some words for Diane Sawyer. Are, oh, <laughs> good, <laughs> good. Yes. Okay. Yes. And that uh, governor who said the that governor, she wanted to shoot her. I'm oh. laughing only because it's so absurd. It's so absurd. And, yeah. you know, again, that's why it's so powerful to hear Brittany be able to actually, you know, say what she thought about all of that. Because, again, she felt for years like she couldn't because she would just be cons- seen as even more of a problem, even more of a threat. And. I do think it's very gendered, as you kind of suggested, but also, you know, again, I think the world and this this was a theme in Unread, the world really punishes people who deviate from the norm in any way. And I think people have seen that again and again with Brittany, you know, like shaving her head. And that to me was one of the most powerful Mm -hmm, moments in the mm -hmm. book when she talks about why she shaved her head. You know, it was such a simple act. I mean, think about how trivial this thing we're talking about is her shaving her head yet it was like front page news all I mean, around the following world following her the whole right. time she wanted someone else to cut it and they wouldn't right and she said you know like for her it was all about like you want me to be this good girl f you you know you want yeah. me to be this you know dream your your dream girl like no i'm not going to and it was like just a small way of trying to take her power back and yet she was so brutally punished for it yeah for something as simple as shaving her head you know right and even i i will say even as i was reading i was like oh i wouldn't have done that girl but (laughs) but you're like but then you're like but she didn't do anything and And i've done so much worse i mean you know like you just but you still find yourself and and that's what i have been interested by is sort of my reaction or my conversation that i'm having in my head and i'm sure everybody is having that experience as they read this like what was our relationship to britney at the time absolutely and how has it changed now and are we doing that in other areas of our lives that we're not seeing clearly things that seem seemed normal at the time like she talks about when the comedian Sarah Silverman came out after her her set mm-hmm. at the VMAs when she performed "Give Me More" and talked, you know, called her children the most beautiful little mistakes, and yeah. um, said, you know, Brittany, look, she's already accomplished, you know, everything she'll ever accomplish in life, and just all these things that are actually, you know, very cruel to say. Yeah. But at the time, it was so normal, mm. and I think, you know, this. I hope this book will be a bit of a reckoning for people to, you know, see the consequences of treating. People, especially, you know, women who are famous as if they're objects, as if Mm -hmm. they're public property to comment on, to criticize over such little things. And, you know, again, I think reading it in Britney's own words, it's really powerful. And you do find yourself being like one thing I thought was really I really appreciated. You know, she's not trying to make excuses. She's really clear. Like I made mistakes. Mm -hmm. I did things. But the punishment was so outsized for how small of a mistake it was. Yeah. The stakes were incredibly high. Chris, Mm -hmm. um, we're going to keep you through the next segment. Hopefully you'll stick around. Sure. (laughs) And uh, not only will we hear more about what you thought of The Woman and Me, Britney Spears' memoir, but also about a fun event that's going to happen tomorrow. And uh, dear listeners, if you want any information about that event uh, after we tell it to you, it's going to be on our show links page. It already is, yeah. Oh, fabulous. MyTalk1071.com. We'll be right back. Hey, my talkers, it's Bradley for my good friends at Little Blind Spot and Hunter Douglas. Now through December 5th, 
buy more and save more with huge rebates on Hunter Douglas Silhouette and Pirouette and PowerView Automation. Purchase one to five Silhouette or Pirouette with PowerView Automation, get a $50 per unit rebate. Purchase six to 10, get a $75 per unit rebate. And if you purchase 11 or more, get a $100 per unit rebate. Rebates can include a mix of Silhouette and Pirouette with PowerView Automation. Limitations and restrictions apply. Ask for details, and don't forget that select Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades still qualify for a U.S. federal tax credit of up to $1,200 through the end of the year. Exclusions and restrictions apply here, too. Visit littleblindspotmn.com today for more information and to schedule your free in-home consultation. Don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Sing it with me. The Little Blind Spot, we're big on service. The Adventures of Bradley Jerry and Dawn, my Ray. talk, 1071, everything entertainment, you guys. Brittany's book came out yesterday. We've been talking about it each hour. Bradley's almost finished with it. And we have, oh, he wants to play a sound effect here. We've been playing this for Mind your business, bitch. That's what we were telling Jason Alexander <laughs> uh, earlier today because he has had to respond to Brittany's characterization of their 55-hour marriage. Yeah. If we can just get his, you got it. Uh, yeah, say that again, Chris. Oh, I just said, ew, who needs to hear from him? <laughs> I know. Oh, God. Well, Especially TMZ after, did, of course. Well, of course they called of him course. and were like, hey, Brittany was, uh, didn't say anything nice about, although she didn't really say anything. No, we it talk really wasn't about that, that bad. Can we talk about that? So Chris is joining us, um, and we've got to get to the event that you're, uh, that you've got going on tomorrow, and we will in just a second. But we're talking about Britney Spears, the woman in me. The media's portrayal of how she's talking about people, other famous people in this book, is very much to say, like, she's taking no prisoners. And I feel oh like gosh, every time so she sweet. talks to, about people, she bends over backwards to be like, I kind of thought the media was rude or, uh, you know, didn't. Yeah, she defends K-Fed she a defends little bit. She defends K-Fed, which I don't, I wouldn't. <laughs> right. No, and, you know, but I think I, I actually, I admired what she said about KFED. I mean, she was, she's really honest about how he basically just abandoned her in their yeah. marriage. But, you know, she also said, this was the father of my children. Mm-hmm. I did not need him to be, you know, turned into a joke at these events that I was doing oh, no less, you know? Yeah. Um, and really, I mean, her treatment of other celebrities, it just really matches who we know Brittany to be, which is just so sweet. Yeah. I mean, I loved the passage about meeting Mariah Carey and how much she just mm-hmm. loved her. And, um, how Mariah had a ring light long before any of us did. Yeah. <laughs> and um, she was like, no, this is my best light. Or what yeah. did she keep saying over yeah, and over again? My good side, my good side girl. My good side, my good side girl. girl. Oh, yeah. that's cute. Yeah. It, and, you know, she really is. I mean, she even, she's brutally honest about how she feels about her family, you know, and she, it's clear. I mean, she feels so betrayed and hurt by them. But there's even a really beautiful part near the end of the book where she says she's trying to. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. To find it within herself to forgive them, mm. um, which I just think is, it's so huge that, so, you know, someone could be through, have gone through everything she did and still be striving. Um, yeah. At the same time, one of my favorite moments in the book was when she said um, a little spoiler, but she she wrote um, in that moment, I made peace with my family, by which I mean that I realized I never wanted to see them again. And I was at peace with that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's great. I'm like, yeah, I completely like, fair. Yeah. Uh, well, that's true. I yeah. mean, it, friends in particular, you're like, OK, I'm at peace with the fact that I don't like them and that's OK. Yeah. You know, I've had that in my life oh before, for sure for and sure, you know back in my college days her description of what her family you know put her through particularly when she was um you know put into an institution against her will after refusing you know to or voicing a concern about something in the second vegas residency that she never wanted to do yeah. in the first place when she was institutionalized you know i mean it's harrowing really what her description of what she went through and i can understand why someone would not want to see their family again after all of that and yet she goes bends over backwards to like connect her father's behavior to his yeah. traumatic childhood. So mm. it's like there's this empathy there that Absolutely. she has. Oh, and she talks that a lot about, of people wouldn't have. You know, just the empathy that she has in general. Mm -hmm. Um and yeah, I mean, I I thought actually the family history was quite illuminating. Mm -hmm. yeah, the generational trauma in her family, mm -hmm. the fact that her grandfather um, institutionalized two of his wives. Yeah, that you know, I'm like, oh, after... was it a hysteria thing? Oh yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think one of uh, one of the first his first wife um, was in grief over the loss of their um, child a few days after he was born. I think. Yeah, and oh uh, you know, yes, she was institutionalized for that, and um, or, or no, she ended up she ended taking up... her life. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So uh, you know, it's at really the grave site at the of grave her site. child. Yeah. It's I mean, really terrible trauma. And then the second wife, he ends up institutionalizing yeah. as well. It's just really clear that, you know, so much of what Brittany has gone through is this result of this intergenerational trauma that her family has experienced. We could talk about this for yeah, an hour. We could. We have to talk about your event <laughs> sure. tomorrow. Tell yeah. us about it. Yeah. So tomorrow, Thursday, the 26th at 7 o'clock, um, 7 p.m., not a.m. <laughs> that would yeah, be would very be early. Uh, it's Subtext Books in downtown St. Paul. Wonderful bookstore. I've done a lot of things with them. I love them. Um, we're going to be chatting um, myself and uh, Kara Nesvig, who is the creator of this amazing, she lives here in town. She's the creator of this amazing Britney Spears Oracle, this tarot deck that oh, where every card is Britney yeah. themed. I don't know if you've so awesome. seen it, but you should. It's, it's <gasps> <Wow>. awesome. <laughs> so she and I are going to be talking about, about Britney, about this book, about why people love Britney so much, why we're drawn to her. Um, some of the, you know, things that we've taken away from the book. It's really just going to be a celebration of Britney of this book and, the fact that she is finally telling her story on her yeah. own terms. So it's free. It's open to the public. Would love awesome. to see anyone there. And, and that we'll, is on our show links page right now. Perfect. Thank Again. you so much. Yeah. And Chris, thank you so much. This time flew by. I know. I was like, is two <laughs> segments going to be too long? Absolutely no, not. Like you said, we really could enough. talk about this all day. Yeah. And I just hope, you know, anyone who's at all interested goes out and actually reads 
you know, the book for themselves because, uh, as we talked about, Brittany has uh, had her story told for her mm-hmm. for so many years, and you know, to read her own words, it's it's immensely powerful. Yeah. So, Chris, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope we get to see you again soon, and best of luck at the event tomorrow. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right, and dear my talkers, when we return on the adventures of Bradley and Dawn, I am going to tell you. <laughs> oh, I think we're talking about buffets. We are. We're going to get real foodie. We're, we're going to get real petty. Mm, I'm hungry. <laughs> no. It is totally buffet time. We come back right here on my talk 107.1 all right it's the adventures of bradley and dawn thank you for joining us and if you want to go to chris stedman's uh event tomorrow you can go to our website mytalk1071.com and you can click on the link that i have there for that and also if you've never read or listened to unread his award-winning podcast it is he is an amazing writer and it does involve Brittany in some way. That's all I'll say. Um, and it's really about friendship and as it's quoted, like the digital breadcrumbs that people can leave behind. It's about him losing one of his Yeah, friends. he lost a friend who was a super fan of Brittany, but it's all sort of connected in a very, very poetic and uh, delight. There's tragedy, but it's also very delightful and uh, right. heartwarming. Yes, so that's the context as to why we had Kristen. Um, Golden Corral, Dawn, how do you feel about buffets generally? Generally, I love them. When I go, I make myself get some salad first so that oh, I, I always don't, do the salad first. So that I don't have two plates of buffet. Well, uh, that's not why I do the salad <laughs> first, but I am a salad first person, yeah. and I would get constantly um, made fun of for my salad Me too. behavior. Because people are always like, why are you going to salad on the buffet? You're not at the buffet for the salad. They're like, like, why are you wasting your stomach on salad? I am just a creature of habit. And you always start a meal with a nice salad. Anyway, that's not why I asked you here today. The reason I asked about buffets, Dawn, is that Golden Corral is moving beyond the buffet. And I was like, hold on, wait a minute. Excuse me, what? Apparently, and Mike, I want to get your feelings on buffets too, because I bet you've got strong opinions. Sure. Golden Corral uh, and other buffets kind of got knocked during the pandemic for obvious reasons. Right. Like the idea of going up to a communal dish of food at a moment when, you know, we weren't quite sure how this disease out of nowhere was spreading. Right. Really put a damper on people's willingness to show up at a buffet. Mm-hmm. In fact, I remember Colleen and I doing a segment about like, does anybody still go to the buffet? And people called in. They were like, yeah. And there are still buffets in the world, including but not limited to Golden Corral. But apparently they are debuting something. It's a new restaurant design concept. And uh, it is going to be a, well, they describe it as an entirely new fast casual spinoff restaurant equipped with a drive through and various to-go offerings. It's called... Homeward Kitchen. It will debut in December in Southern Pines, North Carolina, and it's taking over an old Chick-fil-A. There will be a dine-in area, but takeout and drive-through. And apparently it's all because they're trying to attract younger consumers who apparently are not fans of the buffet. Oh, no. Do they just not know what they're missing out on? Well, do you feel like... And Mike, you could speak to this somewhat because sure. you're a millennial, yeah, an aging millennial. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like younger millennials and Gen Z, the idea that you would go to a restaurant with other people and put, you know, sidle up to a big 
dish of something. group dish of food probably scares the bejeebers out of they, them. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like the idea that you would go to a buffet probably is not appealing to a younger audience. I don't fall into that category. I grew up in the oh, old country buffet era, and uh, we also had a bonanza on the other side where my grandma was at. <laughs> we'd between the bonanza and the old country buffet, Did you have a, we'd yeah, the OCB, yeah, the yeah. original, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know OCB, Don. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. I, uh, Homeward Kitchen. That's the best name they could come up with. I know. Well, what's Golden Corral? I just started. I tried to look that up. What's why did they name it? Golden Although Golden Corral, Corral well, makes me think of fried chicken and crunchy golden things. Golden, yeah. But the corral, I just like, like we're all in a, we're all cattle. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, kind of, kind of. Have you seen people? <laughs> I mean, when I go to the buffet, I'm acting like an animal. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, but I, in addition to the fact that I love a buffet and I wish they would bring back a traditional buffet, it just seems like apparently the younger generations are kind of, you know, veering uh, in a different direction. Mike, have you ever been to a cafeteria? style restaurant a cafeteria um so not like a cafeteria like you know your school cafeteria yeah, yeah. but like a cafeteria style restaurant i don't think so you probably have in vegas of it you just don't know maybe in vegas, well, vegas it's usually buffets yeah i but, mean so I'm basically gonna... the cafeteria is like a buffet except the people behind it are serving you you get served food but it's off a line and sure. okay. it's a yeah, very yeah. southern thing which is probably why you haven't done it but don you and I grew up in parts of the country where cafeterias were king. Yeah. And Luby's, for example, is like a... Re- I just love the name Luby's. It just <laughs> yeah, sounds... Lube it. Luby's. Luby's. You're going to have to get some lube to get in and out of the seat after a big old chicken fried steak <laughs> yeah. and some fried okra. And it has country cooking, like home... Sure. Home like country, country fried like steak. I love yep. meatloaf. I love, you know, sausage and of, gravy. Oh, yeah. Biscuits and gravy. Some mashed potatoes that are kind macaroni of out of a and box. cheese. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like good home cooking. Stick to your ribs. But that's like a southern thing. And I miss, I want, I, I wish we could have like a cafeteria style restaurant here. With some Maybe good we ho- do. Home you guys cooking. let us know. I don't think we do, really? honestly. All, all my years of, like eating in Minnesota. Oh, really? You just don't I mean, know. I've been one. here for 30 but years. what if there's a small community that has one that's near? Yeah, well, if they do, let us know because we don't have any of those chain restaurants like Luby's. But it, when uh, when I was growing up in Houston, we had several Luby's cafeteria. Were all over well, in not Texas. even just Luby's. We had other cafeteria style yep. restaurants. And I remember going to and oh, the, they had all the desserts, like the. Sweet potato pie. Oh, yeah. And custard. Mike, who's on the line? We got Joy on the line. Joy. Bring joy. us some joy today, honey. What do you want to share with us? Hey, I just wanted to add that Cassetta is a cafeteria style. Oh, yeah. And yep. That's such a great place. Yes, I mentioned that before the show. We forgot oh. about that. Yeah. Downtown no, well, you wouldn't St. know Paul, we were right? off the air. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Their food's amazing. Amazing. I love that kind of, uh, because then, you know, I'm also, I'm one of those, like, impatient people when I'm hungry. Like, <laughs> when you show up to a cafeteria-style restaurant, the food's ready to go. Ready you to don't go. have to, like, right wait. <gasps> That's right! Oh, I get so That's excited right. about it! Joy, thank you so much for sharing, Cassette. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Plus, you can take a trip through the bakery at the end and that get some stuff to go. That bakery is unbelievable. Yeah. Mike, who else do we have on the phone? Uh, we've got Belva on the line with us right now. Belva. Yes, hi. What's going on, honey? Oh, I 
was just going to remind you guys about Cafe Latte in St. Paul. Oh, yes. That, you are oh absolutely gosh, right. I've not been I, there. Uh, my mind is getting blown. You've never been to Cafe Latte? No, on Grand Or as we St. used to Paul? say, Cafe Latte. You have to. Yeah. Oh, you have to start with dessert there. It's so oh, good. You've got a big, okay. big slice of chocolate cake. Okay. Yeah. You have great cake. Actually, thank you, Belva, for that reminder. I, you know, one of the first places I went to in the state of Minnesota when I moved, uh, because I went to college right down the street from Cafe, well, we called it Cafe Latte, but it's (laughs) Cafe Latte. Um, But they have great, they have great food too. And it is a line. So you just show up at the line. But can we also just be clear, Dawn? That's not the same as a Southern style cafeteria. Yeah. It's like the place that every day the old people go. Yeah. Like they meet there with their old lady friends. And I thought, I just hope that when I'm an old lady, I can come here. And now I'm an old lady. And you can always get fried okra like every day of the week. Oh, yeah. You can get fried okra Mm -hmm. or you can get chicken gizzards or Mm -hmm. you can get macaroni and cheese or sweet potatoes. That's right. Some good old piece of pie. Who else is on the line, Mike? Sorry, I'm just going to keep mentioning food words. Oh, he's taking calls. Oh, wait, Ikea. That's also a oh, cafeteria. Yeah, that's, you're right. <gasps> and that's so affordable. I mean, you can get some Swedish meat, meatballs. Swedish meatballs. <laughs> I'm so excited. I started Swedish meatballs. You can get, I, it was like $2. <laughs> you can't even say it. <laughs> I, I had the meatballs for the first time like a month ago. They're real good. And it was You great. can take those home too. Like they have in the freezer section. Oh. Right. Yeah. And oh, that Lingonberry Jam, Mike, who's on the line? We got Bonnie on the line. Bonnie, honey. Bonnie. What did you Hi, want to guys. share with us? I want to share cucumbers in your dino. Oh, my God. You guys cucumbers? are just coming with the with the answers here. You're absolutely right. Cucumbers. I forgot about that place. Yeah, get there tomorrow. That's like a super salad, right? Where it's got like a giant salad bar and then you got oh, soups and things. Yeah. Um, they have chicken. They have everything. Wow. Desserts, did- veggies, chicken, pasta. I, you know, I have not been there probably in 20 years. Thank you so much for Thank that you. reminder. Don, we're going to have to go on a tour. Look at that. There's got a hot bar. Do you remember, by the way, Don, when you and I were uh, deciding to uh, endeavor on this show, yeah. we call the Adventures of Bradley and Don, mm-hmm. that we were going to go like on a buffet tour? That's right. It was one of our bits we were going to try. Yeah. I think we need to redo that. Let's just go ahead and do it now. Okay. Mike, what's your favorite thing on a buffet? Ooh, wow. That's a hard question. Like, like you have a plate? Key, food. Yeah, I mean, the key. First thing that, you're putting on that plate. I mean, the first thing you do is you walk in and you establish what's going to be on your third plate. At least that's how I attack it. So you're planning ahead. You're planning for Excuse success. Me? You're visualizing. That is too thoughtful. What now? Well, you don't want to put anything too heavy that's going to interfere with that third plate. <laughs> is the third plate so, the dessert plate? No, no, the third plate in my mind is the one that you absolutely get your money's worth. If you have one, I, if you just have oh two God. plates, I feel like uh, I maybe should have gone somewhere else. If you get to that third plate of heavy, good food... Then you're doing it right. You need that, though. Exactly. I totally or agree with you. Start shrinking because my first plate is the salad. Yep. My second plate is the warm up, mm-hmm. and then that third plate is we're getting it all in, yeah. and then that fourth plate is dessert. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys! That's yeah. all. Yeah, some good I, fried chicken is usually a really good option. Or fried shrimp. That. Yep. Or fried. Or shrimp. maybe like if there's ribs or something like that. Unless it's Chinese buffet. How many? And then oh. I got all of those mushrooms. Do you have a I flu- love those mushrooms. Mushroom. The, when they have that big, I don't even know what it. It's just like yeah, mushrooms. mushrooms. They're steamed and they got like in the sauce. In and the it's sauce. So good. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my god, oh, mushrooms in the sauce. Mushrooms? Oh yeah. Oh, they usually have like maybe a little cheese on them sometimes. Mm-hmm. Cheese? Yeah, they're, but they're in like a little au jus or something. Yep. Yeah. I've been to a lot of buffets. Called, but yeah. Uh, have you ever been to Supermoon? 
No. Mm-mm. Okay. No. What do you have a favorite Chinese buffet? Not mm-hmm. offhand. No. Okay. Well, if you ever go to if you ever go to Supermoon, it's right off uh, four ninety four. <laughs> okay. It's one I've of those heard, places that they got great. real good. I food. mean, Alexis talks about it. Yeah, we you used guys, to go there. Supermoon. We, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> and it, was it once in a blue moon or just uh, more than once in a blue more moon? More than I would like to admit. <laughs> Super moon. But man, I see, I'm so, I'm just basic. I love going in, sitting down, and then going right to the food. Well, sure. I don't even, like, let the the server greet me. I do. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm usually kidding. standing going, iced tea, please. <laughs> and then oh on, as I'm on my way to pick up my salad. All right. We got to mm-hmm. go. <laughs> You know what stops me from getting my money's worth at the buffet is that I... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. It's all about, you have a food window. What's your food window? Of 20 minutes. No, it's, it's true. Like, whatever you eat, that's your, that's the time where you are hungry okay and so i eat too slow and so my food window closes i should eat faster i, so I can eat more i don't have a food window you actually don't have a i window? do have a food window but it's open 24 hours a day <laughs> <laughs> it's like a drive-up window no, literally We're always open late nights all right when we come back mike's spinning that wheel we'll find out what game we're playing when we return right here on my talk 1071. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk, 107.1. We've had a great show. If you missed any of it, you can go back and find it in podcast form on our website, mytalk1071.com. You can also find uh, in our show links page, uh, Chris Stedman's event, my paranormal events, uh, or my teams, rather. And um, there's a ghost. That's not my recording. That is some kind of a weird ghost sound. Or it's I have done. There you go. And now we're going to play a game with Mike. Time now to play along. It's Game Here's your host, Mike Ganger. I'm the only one who thinks that's the sound of two ghost whales mating. Because that's what it sounds <laughs> yeah. like more to me. It does sound like a humpback whale. Yeah, that's... Let's spin the wheel and find out what game show we're going to play today. There goes the wheel. Where's it going to stop? It's going to stop. Oh, right there. Yeah, are you smarter than a fifth grader? None of those. This is one of our, uh, one of my created games. Oh, oh, the future game. Future, yeah, whatever. It's a future game. It's a current game. We'll go with that. Uh, Today we are playing four and no more. Four and no more. Now, you may remember last time we played this, we did fictional characters who were were jerks in pop culture. Uh, (laughs) I'll give you an example. Last time we played, again, fictional characters who were jerks in pop culture. So I would say, like, a cartoon. And then I would say four descriptors, like Mel Blanc, Shh, Bald, and Wabbits. And, of course, Elmer Fudd was the answer to that one. At any point, if you think you know what it is based on the four clues, and as they go, it's going to get a lot easier, just yell at your name. And uh, say, I know it. This is what it is. If you're right, you get the point. If you're wrong, your opponent gets to hear the rest of it. And we've got a theme today. 
Mm-hmm. You ready for today's theme? Yeah. It's really appropriate considering we've got, uh, you know, Britney Spears doing her uh, memoir thing and having a lot of success. She claims it's the best selling celebrity memoir of all time. Mm-hmm. Well, today we are doing Four and No More best selling New York Times authors oh. who are all celebrities. Very smart. Mm. So that's what we're doing. It's really random that it happened to fall on this one. But yeah, how did just, that happen? We'll go through this. No, I just looked at it. You all did? right. I just looked at the New York Times best-selling oh, books. Nice, awesome. Now, yeah, it's not... Julia Fox's is fourteen. Thank you. Well, you should hold that information inside because maybe she's going to be one of you. These. Never know. Uh-oh. All right, let's get it started here with number one. We've got nine of these. We'll see if we can get through them uh, again. Whoever has the highest score after nine is going to be our winner today. Your first New York Times bestseller, musical artist, is what I'm looking for. Your first clue: fire, dancing, glory. The boss. Bradley Trainer. Bradley. Oh, Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Yep. I'm on fire. Dancing in the I'm dark. On fire. Glory <laughs> days and the boss. First points going to Bradley. Let's Number move five. on to the next one. Uh are you the two of you ready? Yep. yep. Actress. Hawaiian. Parenthood. Gilmore. Oh, Don McLean. Don. Oh God. Oh. You're okay. Uh, Lorelai. Um, that's her character's name. The fourth clue, Lorelai, but what is the actress? Gilmore Girls. Um, You're okay. Take I your shouldn't time. have Take your said those things. All good. The pressure. You got a guess? Mm-mm. I can't. I don't know who that is. I know who it is. I don't know yeah, what Your her last name clue is. that you would have gotten is Lorelai, which Don Can you do it. all four clues again? Yep. A Hawaiian, Parenthood, Gilmore, and Lorelai. Oh. It's not Man not Mandy Moore. No. Nope. Correct answer was Lauren Graham. Oh, would oh, never have gotten yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Never in a million plays years. Good for yeah. her. It was exactly who you thought it Good was, job. on. Couldn't come up with the answer. It's all right. We're uh, still sitting at one to zero. Let's move to the next one. Looking for an actress. Again, these are all New York Times bestsellers. Actress. Looking for an actress. Offspring. Ringo. Space opera. Leia. Bradley Trainer. Oh. Yeah. Is that my good friend... Uh, is that my good friend? Um, oh my God. Oh my God. Why the pressure is her getting n- to both of you? You can't come up with a name. Oh my God. Why is her name Carrie Fisher? There you go. Oh, there you shoot. go. You I was like, it. why am I? I, oh, I kept I thinking Debbie Reynolds, Debbie Reynolds, Debbie Reynolds, Debbie Reynolds. You were blanking. Let's move on to the next one. Looking for another musical artist. Don, you got plenty of time to catch up. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Musical artist. We've got British touring success. Rocket. Bradley Trainer. Bradley. Mm. Elton John. Yep. Yellow Brick Road would have been Yellow our fourth clue. Uh, it's a 3 0 lead for on, Bradley, but don't worry. There's Get still back plenty of the Here we go. TV. TV is your clue for this fifth one. South African. Comedian. Presenter. Bradley Trainer. Bradley. That is a gentleman by the name of. Oh my God, his name just left me. <laughs> I I don't want to say who it is for fear that Dawn, you're just going to get it. Do you know? Well, who she it might is? still. Get, she's going to get mm-hmm. another clue, mm-hmm. so don't. If oh, you, she's going to get. She's going to get the final clue regardless. So, if because if you ring in and you're wrong, she gets all four. His name is. 
time. Oh, I can't do it. Sorry, I give up. All right. South African comedian, oh. presenter, Daily Show. Don? Mm, that one guy that yeah. I can't remember. Oh, his oh, name. oh, oh really I got it now. Can I do it again? No, you can't. Just let Don, I'm let giving Don, it to you. Let Don answer. I'm giving no. it to you. Any game where I have to yell at my name, I'm not good at. <laughs> the pressure. The pressure. I'm giving it to you. What is it? Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah. The correct answer yeah. there for that one. Let's move on to the next one. Still time to tie it up. It's 3 0. Looking for an actress. Here we go. Comedian. Improv. Palin. SNL. Bradley Trainer. Bradley. Tina Fey. For the win. Nicely done. You got it. That Yay. is the W. We've got a couple more here. We'll run through yeah. just for fun. Just how, how about uh, TV for this next one? Emmy. Host. Bravo. Bradley Trainer. Bradley. Andy Cohen. Yep. Andy Cohen. Come Ooh, on now. That bell was Two real more. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's very disappointed. Uh, actress for this next one. Brat. <laughs> Willis. Ghost. Striptease. What? Could you do those again? Brat, Willis, Ghost, Striptease. Dana Plato? Oh I know. The, all I think like, Willis, I just think of different strokes. Mm. Oh! Think oh, of the last oh, name, oh no, yeah. It's it's um Demi Moore. Yes, it is. Brat, what now? Bruce Willis. Oh, she's a part of the Brad Pack. Oh, Children Brad of the eighties okay. were, like, were like all we could think of was different. <laughs> what you talking yeah, about, Willis? is exactly what I thought. All right, and one Strip final tease. one here before okay. we go. Yeah. Uh, actress near Egot, Bridgerton, Sound of Music, Mary Poppins. Ju- oh, Don. Yeah, Julie Andrews. There you go. Oh, oh, one. Oh, she was in Bridgerton, huh? She's in Bridgerton. Yeah. Oh. Also, Queen Charlotte, I believe, is the follow. There you go, Mike. Oh, thank right. you so much for that, that wonderful was, that was game. Great. Good and job. thank me for winning. Uh, thank you, Bradley, for winning. <laughs> thank you, honey. Uh, when we come back, oh look, we're not. We're not. Back. Uh, Dawn is going to go home and finally get her damn copy from Amazon. Uh huh. Is it waiting for you? It is. Okay, good. And then we'll talk about the woman in me tomorrow. That's Brittany's memoir, not the actual woman in me. <laughs> Up next, That's Lori and Julia. They're the women in here yeah. when we come back.